0: Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurchchurch/give. Now here's today's life-giving message. <laughs> I
1: with the faith to give it. <laughs> this is seven. This is completion. I'm about to complete something. Whoa. I'm about to complete something, and it's the last day of the month and the last message of the series i'm about to complete something come on let's say it together For god's glory this is my best year yet to the word i'm about to hear i believe i obey i manifest and that settles it in jesus name amen so god have your way we tell you sir that we are open and we already moved by your spirit today speak to us i take authority over this atmosphere on campus and online and i pray that we are distraction free i pray that we are depression free i pray we are anxiety free i pray we are demon free i pray that anything the enemy hoped would get us off of focus that we are free from that where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty let liberty be in this building let liberty be on every digital campus right now in Jesus name lift your hands worship God for five seconds right there go five four three come on eleven fifteen two and tell these words to the Lord say speak Lord I'm open and ready Let's go to work. So this series is called Summer Songs. It's the last message in the series. I teach in series because I want you to get results. I need you to spend a prolonged period of time on one particular subject matter so you get results in your life. Hear my heart, church. My heart is that we don't just talk the talk, but that we walk it like we talk it. My heart is not that we're like other Christians where all they do is say a lot, but they never see a lot. My heart is not that we just say a lot of great things, but we never possess a lot of great things. It's my heart that you take this word and you work this word and you see it work in your life. I need you to speak this over the rest of this year. Say results. Now, this series Summer Songs is the last message, and this is why they've got these records behind me, because we've been examining biblical principles from Summer Songs, and we've been focused in on one particular man. That man's name has been Saul, and we saw how Saul's life totally changed, whereas one cookout? where Samuel, Samuel is Saul's man of God. And I showed you in the story how you were often in the seat of Saul and I was in the seat of Samuel. Um, God has connected us divinely on purpose. This is not an accident. This is not a coincidence because every Saul needs a Samuel. Watch me. Every David needs a Samuel. Watch me. You are too important to God and too important to God's plan for you to just be out here uncovered why anything uncovered it spoils so God will always make sure he gives you somebody that can cover you watch me that's not intimidated by you that's not scared of you that's not afraid of you in fact that knows how to take what you have and birth it to a whole nother level this is why God has connected us 11 15 because there's something in you that the earth needs and God needed you to have a Samuel that could speak life into you even when you didn't feel like going on I could speak a Life into you even when you felt like you didn't have anything valuable that could speak life into you even when you felt like giving up. So you were Saul, I'm Samuel. Samuel's invite to one cookout. This was a weird, unexpected situation. That's why they got the grill on the stage. Because Samuel literally invites Saul to a cookout. Why does he get invited to the cookout? Because his father, Kish, has lost his donkeys. And in the Hebrew culture, donkeys were like losing a luxury automobile. Can you imagine losing 20 Rolls Royces? Okay, maybe that's not your style. Can you imagine losing 20 Lamborghinis? Okay, maybe that's not your style. Could you imagine losing 20 cars? I mean, could you imagine that? Now, listen, I know you lose your keys often, but I'm, talking, I'm not talking about losing the keys. I'm talking about losing the car. How many can be honest that sometimes you and your keys have a distant relationship? <laughs> Y'all are like distant lovers. Listen, all right? Now, pay attention. His father loses his donkey. Saul goes on a journey with a servant And he meets this man named Saul. He meets Saul, pay attention, when he's towards the end of his journey and he feels like giving up. Which means God will release the right word at the right time. Watch me, right when you feel like giving up. I'm so glad that you didn't let the enemy keep you out of church today. I'm so glad you didn't let the enemy keep you offline today. I'm so glad you didn't let him keep you off the podcast today. Why? Because you're about to get the right word at the right time that's going to set you up for the rest of your life. He meets Samuel. Samuel invites him to a cookout. What is this? It's a weird, unexpected situation. And it changed Saul's life for the better forever. Why? Because he becomes prophet and the very first king of Israel ever. He wasn't just the first king in his bloodline. He was the first king ever. And for many of you, I keep saying to you, you're going to be the first. Don't look for it in your family because it's not there you're the first one don't look for it in your city it's not there this is why you're like well nobody else does this nobody else does that because you're supposed to be the first one to get it done he's the first prophet and the first king Take, pay attention first prophet in his family first king in all of israel but what happens to saul he mishandles the, his grief and when you mishandle grief you become stubborn what was he grieving? His entire life changed in 72 hours. See, when the donkeys were lost, let's pretend like that happened on Sunday. By Wednesday, he's invited to the cookout. By Thursday morning, he is going, watch me, from being insignificant, a nobody. He says he's from the tribe of Benjamin, which is the smallest tribe. He says his family is the most insignificant family. He goes from that, watch me, he goes from street playing clothes, watch me, to having a scepter and a crown within three days which means i don't care how long your life has been a certain way we serve a god that can get things changed for you watch me suddenly i don't care how long you've been in a certain situation we serve a God that can change things. I don't care if your marriage has been towed up for years. We serve a God that can turn that heart. I don't care if you've had that sickness for years. We serve a God that can change things. Suddenly, pop aside to somebody next to you, touch them on the shoulder and say suddenly. In 72 hours, his entire life changes. And so he's grieving. Grieving what? That he has to move quickly. He's grieving what? That things have to change quickly. He's grieving what? That he has to walk away from his friends quickly. He's grieving what? That he no longer gets to be in his comfort zone. Because you went from nobody knowing who you were to everybody's about to see who you are. This is why for some of you, I rebuke your shyness. I rebuke your timidity. Because you keep saying, I don't like to be in front. That's exactly why he's pulling you to the front. You keep saying, I don't don't like people seeing me. That's exactly why God's pulling you to the front. Because you don't run to the light. You run from it. That's why God says, I'm going to give it to you. The very thing that you often do not want is the very thing that God will sometimes trust you with. He's grieving. He's got to move out of his father's house. He's age 30. And he's got to move out of his father's house. That was unusual for Hebrew men to be in their father's house at that age, uh, which tells us that he was, watch me, he was fearful. Mm. He was timid. He was insecure. So he's grieving because everything changed, and it changes within 72 hours. I need for some of you to prepare yourself. I keep saying this, and somebody got a house because they believe this. If he did that for them what in the world could he do for you and not just the house what did the praise report say all expenses paid. i need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that when you say this they'll put a praise behind it just touch them and say your whole life is about to change Ooh, come on 11 i guess i have to preach my own stuff happy say my whole life is about to change So what happens, what happens, his mishandled grief makes him stubborn because now that he's had all of this change, he's like, I don't want no more change. What is grief? Grief is your automatic and natural response to loss. Grief is crazy because grief is a paradox. What's a paradox? Two conflicting statements that seemingly come together and agree at the same time, even though they disagree in principle. See, if a person says it's hot and cold at the same time, how is it both? Well, see, it can be cool in this room, but it can be hot outside, which means both of those statements are true at the same time. But when it comes out, it is a paradox so you can get a new job and be grieving the comfort of your old one you can get a new opportunity and be grieving the fact that this new opportunity requires you not to run with the people you used to run with because you used to hang around with chicken heads but now you are eagle so you fly by your so when he's stubborn and why do you become stubborn when you're grieving when we're grieving we become stubborn because we don't want to experience any more loss we don't experience any more pain. So, stubbornness can often rise up. The danger of being stubborn is that it keeps you stagnant. Saul refuses to obey God. I mean, he refuses to obey God. Watch me uh, in 1 Samuel 16 and 1. Saul, because of his grief, he's stubborn, he disobeys. But now, Samuel, who's Samuel? The man of God, he's grieving. And the Lord has to pull him out of his grief. And for some of you, there are certain things that you're still okay with that God is over. I'll talk over here. There are certain things that you're like, it ain't that big of a deal. And God is like, I'm sick of this. He says to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? Saul. How long will you grieve over those people? How long will you grieve over that relationship? How long will you grieve over that opportunity? How long will you grieve over that marriage? How long will you grieve over Saul? Fill your horn with oil, and I'm going to send you to Jesse, for I have provided. Look at me. He says, you're about to go to Jesse's house. And what does Jesse's name mean in Hebrew? In the language of our Old Testament. Gifts from God. Check this out. He says, if you go from your grief... I'm gonna give you gifts. See, if I can't control grief from happening, but I can control grief ending. I can't control how I feel initially, but I can control how long I feel that way. And for some of you today, watch me, you're about to go get your gifts. You're about to go get what's yours. And I taught you that there were seven gifts. How many? There were seven gifts I taught you that Samuel got when he got to Jesse's house. I taught you that. And these gifts were chained, and they're chained in this prop because these gifts are literally connected to you, but you only give them if you go from your grief. Listen to me. Say, grief will not stop me. Uh uh-uh, uh uh. I need you to say that thing with authority. Say, this is the last day. I'm going to grieve over that. Ashes to ashes. Dust to dust. I'm ready for my future. I'm ready for my next. So, so there were seven gifts and watch me. One of those gifts, one of those gifts was that there was another king that was going to be in Jesse's house. See, Saul, God's like, look, Saul, my issue with you is not that you messed up and disobeyed me. My issue with you is that you got an attitude when I checked you. You came with a charade spirit. Who going to check me, boo? And God was like, I'm going to check you. This is why she by charade ain't happened yet because you got a stubborn spirit. Now, I ain't saying that in the negative because I think all of them about to be members of Harvest Atlanta. I'm just saying. We're going to call in the whole city. all Atlanta. Matter of fact, God, blow our minds. Bring everybody and anybody from every walk of life and bring them into the place called Harvest Church Atlanta. I don't say that as a negative. What I'm saying is just check out the point. Stubbornness, what stubbornness will do is that stubbornness will keep you stagnant. And you'll be, watch me, you ever met somebody that this year they still talking about what they were supposed to do last year? Okay, if you ever met that person, hello, we just met you. Stubbornness keeps you stagnant. And look at me, eleven fifteen. you've spent enough of your days stagnant. What is stagnant? Stagnant means you're in the same place doing the same thing. And here's what some of you think. I'm really busy. And let me show you what you're doing. And then airtime people, I'm so tired. You ain't going nowhere. You haven't made any progress. God, I'm dizzy. You haven't made any progress. Because your stubbornness has you stagnant. You won't listen to nobody. You won't hear nobody. You think you know everything. You want everybody to know how grown you are, but your fruit looks childish. Mm. But the last part of this year, who am I preaching to? You will not let stubbornness keep you stagnant. If there's anybody that believes your last day of stagnation was yesterday, I want you to hop up on your feet and put a praise in this atmosphere. One, two, three, go, 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 go. Stay in your seat if you want to stay where you're at. Don't get up at home if you want to stay where you're at. But if you believe you're about to go, I need you to holler. I will not be stagnant. Grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. So there's a new king. We're almost done. There's a new king that's in Jesse's house. And this man's name is David. He's not even a man. Saul calls him a boy. Which means it doesn't look like what it's going to become. So, seven of Jesse's sons passed before Samuel, because there's a king in Jesse's house. Seven. One, God says, nope. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Now, not yet. Now, now here's the trip. Here's the trip. No, 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 that's okay. No, that's okay. Watch me. Because the first one, look at me, Samuel, please pay attention who's an accurate man of God. Let me help some of you all who are real deep and spiritual. Let me help you. Samuel, who's an accurate man of God, he thought it was one out of seven, which means you can be spiritual and you can be used by God and still get played. You can be spiritual and used by God and still miss it. Here's the good news. Even if you missed it, God's got a second opportunity with your name on it. I need all of you that can say, I'm spiritual, and I'm normally right for everybody else, but sometimes I've missed it for myself. I need you to praise God for your second chance. Because Sammy was like, it has to be Eliab, the first son. And God was like, no, it is not him. How, Samuel, you called everything. Your words don't fall to the ground, but you missed it. You ready? So, so, so don't beat yourself up because you missed it, okay? Right, so watch me. First seven sons passed by. No, 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 no. Samuel was like, yes, 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 yes. And then Samuel asked something crazy. Because here's what the enemy will try to do. He'll make you think that the only options you have are the ones you currently see. But, but watch me. But one of the gifts is that there's a hidden option. There's a hidden solution. You better hear me. So, so Samuel asked Jesse something crazy. He says, are all of your sons here? In other words, there must be more than this. You can't tell me that this is it. Here's, here's what's amazing about you, is that when everybody else told you to just be satisfied, Because you're doing good, and you got this, and look at this. and When everybody else says, why do you always want so much? There's something in you that says, there's got to be more. There's got to be more to life than waking up, paying bills, and coming home. There's got to be more to life than just going through the same regimen and routine. Somebody said, there's got to be more. And that's what Samuel said. Samuel said, there's got to be more. So he asked him a crazy question. He says, all your sons here. And Jesse responds, well. Somebody said, there's a hidden option. Say, I'm about to find. There's a hidden solution. I'm about to see. But what did God, but what did God let happen? See, delay lets counterfeits pass. Because had there not been delay with the counterfeits, they would have brought them into next. See, you need, there are certain things God was like, I'm not going to open this door for you yet. Because if I open this door for you, you're going to take that mark with you. Mark is an urban colloquialism that means person that ought not be brought. If I do this, you're going to let this friend be a part of your business, and I don't need them being a part of your business. Keep them as a friend, not a business partner, because they don't know how to handle business. They keep bringing friendship into business stuff. Y'all didn't say nothing to me right there. Y'all didn't say nothing to me right there. Look at me. So the counterfeits pass, And watch me. And Jesse, um, Jesse's like, well, I got David out there. But it couldn't be David. Matter of fact, we didn't even invite David into the house. It's funny to me how your invitation keeps getting lost. It's funny to me how people keep trying to cut you out the little group. <laughs> it's It's funny... It's funny how they keep you out of the stuff. Watch me. I'm glad they kept you out. They didn't invite David to the cookout, but what they didn't realize is the cookout is for David. I need you to thank God for the stuff they didn't invite you to. Thank God for the times they treated you like the black sheep. Thank God for the times they didn't let you in. Come on, say, the party is for me. Say, it's my party, and I'll shout if I want to. Shout if I want to. Shout if I want to. Oh, y'all thought this one was for you? No. God says this one is for David. The one who wasn't invited is the one that the party's actually for. So while David's brothers are ready to sit down at the head table and, you know, they're ready to eat, Samuel's like, ain't nobody sitting down until David gets in here. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. God says, I'm putting everything on hold until, say your first and last name until they step in the room you better know who you are I'm putting everything on hold until you show up and hear me, for some of you all you gonna have to do this year you ain't gonna have to say nothing all you gonna do is show up I need some of y'all to get on the plane and just walk into the house so I need some of you just to walk into the business. And so I need you just to show up. And when David showed up, the Bible says that that oil started to flow. at it's great. And Samuel anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Which means this, this wasn't no punk anointing. What do you mean punk? Passive. passive. When the spirit of the Lord came upon him, he was powerful. In other words, in other words, God says, I want to hurry up and get something done. The Spirit of the Lord wouldn't have been enough, but he said, I want to come on him powerfully. In other words, I want him to make, you ready? Power moves. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see what section you're in based on based on how they respond to this. But just elbow somebody next to you say you're about to make power moves. Pop pop power wheels. So so, Bishop, what does that mean? I remember coming up. Um, there was a relative that um, when people were driving um, and people were moving in a way that was not conducive to us getting to where we were going. They would say, I'm about to bust a power move. What that meant is that we could have been in this lane, but, but watch me. But they, slog, they saw a little bit of an opening. And when they saw that little bit of an opening, they'd accelerate, get over, and get past what was trying to block them. I'm trying to tell you, 1115, you're about to make some power. You ain't going to sit back waiting. You're about to make it happen. You ain't going to sit back waiting to see it. You're about to make it happen. Fist bump somebody said, say, let's make a power move. You keep saying, when well, they're moving so slow, bust a power move and get out that lane. You keep saying, they keep blocking me. Bust a power move and get out that lane. He said, every time I talk to them, they get negative. Bust the power move and Don't tell them nothing. Just do it. Don't tell them nothing. Just do it. Don't tell them nothing. Just do it. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Look at verse 14. But the Lord said a tormenting spirit that filled Saul with depression and fear. And this is crazy because when that thing shifts from Saul to David, see, Saul is the first king. David is the second king. Pay attention. Saul is the first half of the year you David is the second half of the year you now I know some of you said well Bishop July is practically over practically don't mean permanently you still got watch me several hours left in this day and for some of y'all there's one more miracle left before you step out of July I ain't talking to everybody, I already know that, but for those of you that think there's one more miracle left before this month is over, I'll know by your shout. One, two, three, go. One more,
0: one more.
1: Some of y'all say it don't take all of that. Maybe for you, but that's because you ain't seen what he's done for me. It takes all of that and some. See, the first half you was filled with depression and fear. But the second half you has got an oil on you. But the second half you's got a new oil. What does that represent? The anointing. What does that mean? I got a grace on me. I got a favor on me. That what I didn't do in the first half, watch me do it. You ready? So look at the next verse. Next one. Then one of the servants said to Saul. So Saul is dealing with depression and fear. Because his evil spirit is on him. Well, ask me. And one of the servants said to Saul, um, one of Jesse's sons, one of his sons, is a talented harp player. He's a brave warrior. He's a man of war. He has good judgment. And he's fine too. And the Lord is with him. Now I want you to pay attention. If David was doing all of this, see, when he was keeping his father's sheep, he was doing it in isolation, in obscurity, like an incubator. See, all the action was going on over here, and David was back here, and he was keeping the sheep. And because he had nobody else to talk to, he developed a relationship with God. Let me tell some of y'all why when you try to call people, God, make sure they don't answer. Because you're reaching for everybody else, and God is like, would you please talk to me? Come and talk to me. I really want to know you. So David, David, he's, he's doing this. And when he wasn't keeping the sheep, then David, he's a musician. So then David, David was like, I'll write the Lord a song. And he was a harp player. And he said, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll write the Lord a song. So I'm, watch me. While I'm in isolation, I'm building my relationship with the Lord. I can't talk to my brothers because they don't like me. I can't talk to my father because he doesn't like me because I remind him of my mother. And we have different mothers. So when he talks to me, he treats me like her. And he has a disdain for her that I have to pay for. So there's family tension. There's, there's relational tension. But David was like, But while I'm on the backside by myself, I'll write the Lord a song. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Here's my question. If David was back there by himself, how in the world does one of Saul's servants know all these things about him? Cuz the Lord made his name came up. And for many of you, listen to me, God's about to put your name in the mind of a stranger. He's going to put your background in the mind of a stranger. Your biggest customers about to come out of nowhere. Your biggest breakthroughs about to come out of nowhere. What happened, 1115, is that God put David's name in the mind of somebody else, and his name was brought up. I keep having you to do this because it keeps working for people, and it'll work for you. Say your first and last name. Say, my name's about to be brought up. My name's about to be brought up. Look at me. Look at me. And what is he? He's talented. That means he's skilled. A lot of people, watch me. You use times of obscurity and isolation, but you don't use them as an incubator. You haven't prepared your skills. You haven't honed your craft. Can I tell you where you get good? You don't get good on a stage. You get good in private. Because watch me. The stage is not the time to audition. The stage is the time to make sure that you're ready. The stage is not where you figure out you didn't know the notes. The stage, watch me, is where you perfected the notes so you performed the notes. Y'all not saying nothing. He was talented. He was brave. In other words, David was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared. This ain't good English, but just say it. Say, I ain't never scared. He's a man of war, so David was like, whatever fight I got to fight, I'll fight. He has good judgment, which means his discernment was good. David knew that there were certain things that he had no business doing, no, no, no things touching, and there were certain things that David was like, oh, I got that. And he looked good. I pray, watch me, that you don't spend your times of isolation and obscurity, watch me, mourning over what you do not have, but instead you take what you have and you work it. Amen. I pray, listen, that you be in the best health you've ever been in your life. This is why for many of you, health things, listen to me, lift your hands. Health things have been popping up because God wants to reveal them so that he can heal them. This is why for many of you, health things have been popping up because God says you're not taking that into your next. So I need your body to be healed and I need it to be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. He's fine looking, and the, here's the most important piece, 11, 15. And the Lord is with him. Say, and the, with and the Lord is with me. Say it again. Say, and the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. Now, now, take this out, take this out, take this out, take this out. David was ready already. He didn't have to get ready. He was ready already. Here's, a, here's an old school saying to help you. If you stay ready. See, I need you to act like the seven-figure deal is about to show up any minute. For those of you who believe in God for a godly spouse, I need you to act like you may meet him anywhere, which is why you can't come out your house raggedy and tore up. He was ready. All right, for those of you that believe you're gonna be a millionaire, why do you only have one bank account? You ain't ready. You are not ready. For those of you that you believe you're gonna be in management, why in the world do you dress like the regular employees and not the managers? You ready? Yeah. Say, I'm ready already. I'm ready. Verse 23. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better. David would serve. David would serve. Let me help those of you that serve. Your serving is how you stay out of your feelings. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you something? When I am most frustrated... That's when I preach. I can't say. Well, it is Fifth Sunday. Wait a minute. (laughs) When I am most frustrated, and you never know, you be like, Bishop is on fire. That's because. (laughs) Now, generally speaking, I'm always on fire. That's just my personality. But, But that's because something, watch me, something, and I have to, watch me, I have to shift my atmosphere by doing what I do. David served. Say he served. Say, Lord, give me a servant's heart. Everywhere, all day, every day. See, because some of you, the reason that you always feel bad is because you're always focused on you. You like to point out narcissists, but you're the main one. I'll say it again because some of you think I'm scared of you. You like to point out narcissists, but you're the main one. Because you're so caught up and enveloped in your own stuff that you don't realize. Watch me. If I help somebody get through theirs, God's going to send somebody to help me get through mine. If I help you get out of your mess, God's going to send somebody to help me get out of my mess. If I serve and do what I do, God is going to send somebody to serve me. Why? You cannot receive what you don't first release. What does this mean? David knew how to shift an atmosphere to change how he felt. I need you to get this. Chapter 17 is the epic takedown of Goliath. For those of you who don't know who Goliath is, Goliath is this big dude. He's between 6.75 feet and 9.75 feet tall. He's one of the Philistines champions. And as one of the Philistines champions, pay attention, uh, he literally is the one they send out. He's like, he's like, um, he's like, y'all remember Mortal Kombat? I said this in 15. He's like Goro. Okay, four of y'all know Mortal Kombat. Oh, I know y'all play these new games where you put the t- glasses and stuff on. and all see, I, I don't know nothing about all of that. You ain't finna lock me into no glasses where I can't see what's going on around me. I'm not doing it. Just put these on. Mm-mm. No, I need to see what's going on around me. That's just me. That's just me. That's just me. All right, pay attention. He, he, he is their champion. So whenever they want to scare somebody, they send their champion. Look at me, look at me, look at me. The enemy wanted to scare you. So what he sent was a champion that had beat other people down. But what he didn't realize is you got a David spirit. So he sent the worst he could. We're going to do this to you. And he was trying to scare you and intimidate you and punk you. But I need you to just look at the person next to you and say, But I ain't no punk. I, I know it's not good English, but speak it. I, you will not punk me. You won't intimidate me. You won't shut me down. Why? If God be for me, tell me who can be against me. Why does David take down Goliath? Because David takes him down. Saul was scared to do it. The Israelite warriors were scared to do it. Why is David, this 16, 17-year-old boy, why is he not afraid of what everybody else is afraid of? Why? It's, it's, It's because of this, because of how and what David felt. It happens because of how and what David felt about his God and himself. And today's song, today's song, we're just about to the end. Y'all know me, though. I like to make it dramatic. Right? Today's song is Feels Like Summer by Childless Cambino. Because how you feel and what you feel determines how far you go. Now, some of y'all ain't never heard this song. And that's okay. But here's what I need you to say. Say, it feels like I'm winning. Yeah. Say, it feels like things are getting better. Yeah. Say, it feels like doors are opening. Yeah. Say, it feels like I'm coming into my best. It feels like my family's saved. It feels like I'm walking in my purpose. It feels like I'm going to smile more than I frown. Come on, for those of you that can say, I I, I feel something shifting in my life, something shifting in my atmosphere. Come on, say, it feels better. It feels greater. So listen, listen. David knew how to shift an atmosphere. Why do I have you lift your hands so much, pray so much, say all these things? Because you're creating an atmosphere. And for some of you, watch me, you're not used to that type of atmosphere. And so you're like, well, we got to lift our hands, you got to do all this. It's because, watch me, if you don't take authority over the atmosphere, the atmosphere will take authority over. And so Goliath, for 40 days and 40 nights, took authority over the king of Israel and took authority over their armies. But when David walked up on the scene, David said, I fought a lion and I fought a bear, and this Goliath is not going to take authority over me. There are eight basic emotions, and they're grouped in four pairs of opposites. Joy versus sadness. Anger versus fear. Trust versus disgust. Surprise versus anticipation. This is basic psychology. All of your emotions, however nuanced they are, fit into one of these eight. And there's four categories where they are polar opposites. Pay attention. Our unproductive emotions come from us losing our perception of control, and there are our attempt to regain control. You know why you get mad? Because you want to be in control again. You know why you're sad? Because you want to be in control again. And what's crazy is that you were never really in control in the first place, but somehow when you feel like you're losing control, now all of a sudden you want to get emotional. Here's the problem, and here's, everybody has to hear this. Our feelings are gauges, not guides. So I can't control the feeling from happening, but I can control how it continues. See, if, if a feeling is a guide, sadness will be like, come over here, come over here, be sad, yeah, shrug your shoulders, poke your lip out, walk really slow. So now you're feeling as a guide. And for some of you all, this is your life. I can see it in some of y'all's faces. There's some of y'all I really want to be called out. But I have a non-denominational spirit. We don't do that in the non-denominational church. Ooh, But if I ever go old school Pentecostal, I promise you, it's going to be a day where I'm going to say, stand up! Joe, your old sad-looking self. <laughs> Matter of fact, I might feel a little Pentecostal at the 11th me. You ready? Why? Because I'm like, are you not getting it? Are you not getting it? You about to walk into your best. Why in the world are you letting the enemy punk you in your chair? So here's the guy. So sadness said, okay. Oh, no, not just be sad. Be mad too. Like be really moody. Be really moody. Snap at people. Cause this is what it, this is what it does. This is what it does. And then talk crazy to your supervisor. Cause that's what he was wow. Yeah. He was like, I better not do that one, Bishop. I just show you sure you're right. It'll be behinds and elbows. Listen. Um. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> you ready? Look at me. Look at me. And so it becomes a guide. So what happens is, the Lord hasn't led you for years. Your emotions have. You say I'm your pastor, really, or are your feelings? You say the Lord is my light and my salvation. Is he? Or do you just use him when you need something from him because your feelings guide you? See, it's a gauge. Here, here's the gauge. Here's the difference. So the gauge tells me if this is how I'm feeling, I need to do something to change it. And y'all got to hear me today. You may not be able to control the feeling from happening, but say, but I can stop him from continuing. <laughs> Now, I know when some of y'all are saying, but Bishop, but Bishop. See, there you go. But Bishop. Bishop. Obispo. That's Spanish. Somebody know it in French? Look it up for me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even gonna try, because I'll butcher it. I'll be say French fries. Listen, wee <laughs> wee. <Oui, oui. laughs> Yeah, okay, let's just move on. So listen, who? How you say it? Let me see it. What you got? It, oh no! Play this. <laughs> Evique, Evique. Evique, Evique. Have you ever? So I have. I have friends that speak French, and they're can they sp- Canadian, and you know, so they English and French for most uh, in Toronto places like that. And so when they were speaking French, I was uh, I was like. Am I being cussed out? I'm like, is this tongues? I think we're supposed to go up in warfare, I don't know. It was so aggressive. So the whole time I'm sitting there with one of my adjectives, I'm like, I don't know, I think it might be a fight getting ready to start. And then I said, what are y'all saying to one another? Oh, I was saying how lovely her dress was. I said, well, y'all say stuff real aggressive. We're a little different with English. We're a little, a little bit more relaxed with English. Evique. You're like Stranger from Boomerang. Listen. Evique. Come on, be a good church. Let's go. the Bishop, but I just be feeling so emotional. See, David knew how to command how he felt. Look at the screen, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that's within me. Look at me. What's your soul? My thoughts, will, emotions. Feelings. David commanded his feelings to bless the Lord. And watch me. The first time he did it, his feelings were like, nope. So look at the next verse. Bless the Lord. Oh, which means you have to fight your unproductive feelings. You know how to encourage everybody else. You know how to build up everybody else. You know how to send the encouraging text to everybody else. 11.15, you're about to take 10 seconds and fight for yourself. On three, I just need you to say bless the Lord. One, two, three. Now put a praise behind it right there. I'm fighting my unproductive feelings. I'm fighting my unproductive emotions. I can't hold it. I can't stay stuck in it. Say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And forget not his benefits. Woo! if you get over your feelings you're about to get some fruit if you'll get past your feelings you're about to get some fruit if you'll get past your sadness you're about to get some fruit if you'll get past your anger you're about to get some fruit come on somebody say I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth and I'm glad about it And I'm glad about it. Let's go. Last piece. Last piece. Last piece. Last piece. Last piece. piece. See, see, unproductive feelings must be fought. There are days you're going to wake up and say, I don't want to work. And some people go, and we can tell you didn't want to. You ever met with a customer service rep that clearly didn't come to work that day? Say so you didn't come to serve no customers today. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. What's the difference between us and people that don't know the Lord if we're going to be led by our emotions? You can do that and not be safe. You have to be like David. I'll fight these unproductive feelings. I'll fight these unproductive feelings. And I know, if oh, you just need to just sit in it for a minute. What sense that make? Okay, okay. Let me help you with that. So, if you use the restroom on yourself, you mean to tell me you just gonna sit in it? Disgusting! You too grown to be walking around with stanky booty. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you and say, you too grown for that? You better not be staking up in this church. Only infants sit because they don't have the ability to change themselves. And some of y'all, you've been sitting in feelings like you don't have the ability to get up out that feeling yourself. I rebuke depression. I rebuke fear. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke negative emotions. I rebuke unproductive emotions. 1115, open your mouth. We're about to go home. Say, I will get out of these emotions. Ain't going to sit in it. That's, that's crazy. That's ludicrous. And then you want to sit next to somebody stinking? The devil is a lie. So now we understand. Here we go. We're down. We're down to David in the epic battle with Goliath. And in 1 Samuel 17, verse 8, Goliath shouted a taunt. Look at this. The people felt disgusted. How do you know? Look at verse 11. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified. Now, here's my problem. Here's my problem with Saul. For 40 days and 40 nights, you've been letting this punk you? For 40 days and 40 nights, you've been letting Saul keep you, here it is, in fear. 40 is the biblical number of wilderness, which means you stay in the wilderness until you will to feel different. Let me back that thing up. You stay in the wilderness until you will to feel different. You keep waiting on the circumstance to change so you'll feel better. And God says you better feel better until the circumstance change. Had a type of attitude that when people look at you, they think you crazy. Why? Because, baby, I, I got to bless the Lord and all the time attitude. So. I know you think I should be sad, but I'm not. I know you think I should be mad, but I'm not. I know you should think I have an attitude, but I don't. Why? It's getting ready to happen. Let's go. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 25. Here's what they say to David when David runs out. Who are you? Are you David? All right. Here's what they say to David. Have you seen the giant? Have you seen the giant? Tell me, have you seen the giant? Shoot-a-doop. This is what some of your friends keep saying to you. Have you seen the job market? Shut up. Have you seen the housing prices? Shut up. You need to tell some people, some of y'all are too nice. I release you for the rest of the day to have a I wish you would attitude. There's some friends you need to say, shut up. Have you seen the giant? Have you seen my God? I ain't studying your giant. Look at my God. Shut up. Shut up. You know, it's hard to date out there. Shut up. Talking to a lot of pastors who are discouraged. You know what I have to tell them sometimes? Shut up talking to a lot of pastors and saying, I don't want to do it no more. You don't want to do it? Shut up. They didn't call you, so why would they be what cancels you? (laughs) Practice on your neighbor. And don't just say, shut up. I want you to say it with a fourth of a teaspoon of hood. You ready? You don't even need a whole teaspoon, just a fourth of a teaspoon. Just look at him and say, shut up. Just look across the room because maybe you're scared to do it in their face because you don't want to spit. I understand. I understand. Let's point to somebody across the room and say, shut up, shut up, shut up. Please. You want to hear that? I have people in Atlanta telling me, oh, you know, it's so many churches, except for the 60% of people in Atlanta that don't go to church. So when they would say, I don't know, Mr. I don't know if you really want to do it. You know what I told them? Shut up. If I could do it here, I'll preach my own self happy. If I could do it where I wasn't supposed to win, you better watch what we're about to. stop. Shut, Shut up. Well, you, you know, other people losing on their crypto. That's you. Shut up. They said, have you seen the giant? we got to go, Liberty. Have you seen the giant? (laughs) Have you seen this giant? Look at me. They felt surprised. Remember these emotions that we have? They're in four groups of polar opposites. So watch me. Watch me. The king has offered a huge reward to anybody who kills him. What do they feel now? Sadness. Why do they feel sad, Bishop? Because the reward they could get because they refuse to fight, they won't get. So, you sitting there talking about, yeah, you know, so and so got it. That's good for them. I missed it. Shut up. <laughs> well, you know, it's probably too late for shut
0: <laughs> up.
1: <laughs> so, they feeling sad because they could get it but won't get it because they're scared to get it. Say, what was the reward, Bishop? Ask me the question. Come on, say, what was the reward, Bishop? First part is they wouldn't have to pay taxes, which means they are going to get a financial increase instantly. If you don't push your neighbor... Say, and your finances are about to increase. If you don't your name the second one the second one look at me second one was that you got one of Saul's daughters which means your relationships were about to increase so your money and your circle was about to increase don't do nothing if you wanted to stay the way it is but if you wanted to increase just say my money and my circle on the way up You ready? We're done, we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done. We're done, 11, we're done, we're done, we're done. So look at this. Verse 26, look at David. Look at how he feels about himself and his God. Some of you, 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 you feel like your feelings make it seem like you think your God isn't alive. Like, does he know what I'm going through? Does he know what's happening in the world? You know it's hard out there for Whatever it is you do. And you worried about rent money. God wants you to watch me. He wanted to rent, want you to rent it out. Look at David. Watch me. David is like mm-hmm. this pagan. What does that mean? He don't know God. He don't love God. Which means I got an advantage because that means I know God on my side. I'll talk over here because they ain't gonna send it to me. See, for some of you the reason your enemies, watch me, don't know the Lord is so that you'll have no doubt about whose side he's on. Middle section. See, the reason for some of you, the people who are giving you the most hell. the reason God wants you to know that they are pagan, they're non-believers, is because God doesn't want you to doubt whose side he's on. Because watch me, even if you were wrong, he's still on your side. Oh my God, I need you to say he's still on my side. Why? He'll always favor his child over a pagan. He'll always favor me over somebody that does not know the Lord. Open your mouth, say, he's on my side. David was like, who is this pagan Philistine? Anyway, that is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. He said, why are we allowing this? And for some of you, yesterday was the last day you're going to allow certain things to continue in your life. David was like, why are we even allowing this? What, look at me. How are you mad in your house? How you paid a note and don't want to go home? How are you mad and you the one invited people to dinner? And you sit at the table mad. Uninvite them. Bishop, it's too late. Go sit at another table. So y'all sit here. I'm gonna go over here. What's going on? I just gotta handle some business. you be like, What you over there doing? Just I ain't going be bothered with that. How are you angry? Like you don't have the power to make a change. David is like, Who is he anyway? I taught them these dance moves. It's 915, it's coming out on a new album. I had to do a shoe change for the 1115 because it's, cause it's, cause it's good. It's good R&B, a little bit of trapping now. You know, it's got that n- nice smooth sound everybody listening to now, you know? It's from a movie. <laughs> you ready? You ready? You ready? Here you go, here you go. Here you go. So, so you got to kind of do this thing. Like, so it's an in and an out, Right? David is like, who is he anyway? Let's practice 11-15. Who is he anyway? But, but see, to really do it right, you really got to step with him. You ready? Okay. You ain't gonna do it if you don't want to. That's okay. I'm practicing. Watch me, cause, cause there's some stuff. Watch me that I'm telling today. Effective immediately. Who? Who are you anyway? Who is this doctor's report anyway? Who is this hater anyway? Who is this negative person anyway? Who? 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 You know what I love about Harvest is we'll make up a song on the spot. at this next part. So what did David feel? David felt anger. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's the opposite of fear. In other words, David says, y'all ain't doing it because y'all don't feel good. I'm about to do it because I feel good. Look at me, but we're both looking at the same thing. We're both looking at the same thing, but how I feel about it is what the difference is. See, y'all got to hear me. How is it you and your neighbor looking at the same thing? And one of you are discouraged about it, but the other is like, who are you anyway? I feel good about my future. I feel good about my next. Somebody say, I feel good. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Verse 32. David runs up to Saul. We're done, 11, 15. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. What does David feel? Anticipation. That's the opposite of surprise. David is like, I want to fight him. You know the kind of people I love. I love people. I love people who come up to me and they hear any little thing or they see anything little go on. I like people coming to me and say, Bishop, if you need me to do anything. I'm glad I got a few Peters in this 11:15. Well, if it's about to pop off, man of God, you send me. I ain't got to go do nothing. I got you. You need some Peters in your life that when they can see you stressed out, they'll say, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Come here, come here, come here. What's going on? Now, Now, who did that? I'll be back. Can I come with you? Nope, you stay there. David told Saul, I will fight him. I, I, I don't even like him. I don't know him and I don't like him. I don't like him because he's in the way. He said, I'll go fight him. Say anticipation. Verse 37. And look at what he says. The Lord who rescued me from the lion and the bear will rescue me from him. Wait a minute, he hasn't even fought him yet, but because of how he feels Come on 1115 please get it, but because of how he feels, he has a swag about him, he has a confidence about him that says if I didn't lose back then I bet you I ain't gonna lose now Prophecy to somebody next to you say I bet you won't lose Wrong person, prophesy to somebody else, I bet you won't lose Online tag somebody, put them in I bet you will not I bet you won't, I bet you won't, I bet you won't. If he did it in 2010 and he did it in 2020, he's going to do it in 2022. If he kept you in the divorce, if he kept you in the bankruptcy, he's going to keep you now. Let's go. So what did he feel? Trust. That's the opposite of disgust. He's like, I trust God. His credit is good with me. God's credit is good. Because even if you didn't get what you wanted, it was because He was protecting you from what would hurt you. If you know God's got good credit, lift your hands. No music. Lift your hands for five seconds and praise God for His credit report with you. You know He's been good to you. You know he's been faithful to you. Come on, 15. we're about to go. You know he's made ways for you. He's opened doors. His credit is good. His credit is good. So David says, I trust him. Because I, I, watch me, I got, a, I got a line of bodies behind me. What do you mean? I got some bodies that when they thought they were going to take me out, God came and took them out. I got some bodies behind me. This I recall to my mind. Here we go. Verse 46. Today, this is what he tells Goliath. Today. July 31st. I know like like, I'm tired of shouting. But well, then, listen, your shout sustains your wind. So if I were you, I wouldn't be tired. Uh-huh. Say Today. Mm-hmm. 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 Say today, today. Look what he tells Goliath: The Lord will conquer you. Now this mark is hurling out threats. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give. I'm going to tear your flesh and give it to the birds. Let me see if I can make it practical. You. They got lawyers sending you letters. They got people emailing you. They got people Facebooking you. You're getting government agencies sending you stuff. Let me me make it real practical for you. They're they're threatening. They're going to lay you off. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. You're getting all of these things that are designed to be threats and taunts that shut you down. You ready? And you know what Goliath or David says to that? Today, Hmm. the Lord will conquer you. In other words, watch me. In other words, I'm not even going to fool with you because the Lord is going to handle you. You ready? I pray God handle anything and everything that has been opposing you. Now watch me. Now let's shift. You're going to be Goliath. I'm going to be Dave. I'm going to be Dave. Dave. Right? Today, the Lord will conquer you. Verse 48. Look at this. As Goliath moved closer to attack. Watch me. David ran out to meet him. Look at me, look at me, Lefty. look at me, Lefty. look at me, look at me, look at me, please look at me. Here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to see something that's a big obstacle in front of you, and for you to say, well, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to just put, I don't want to have the conversation. I don't want to deal with the issue. I don't want to deal with the problem. And you got to have a David spirit. He said, oh, you coming my way? Well, let's go. If it, if, if it wasn't coronavirus, I'd look him directly in the face. But just to make sure he stays healthy, you know. And you know why? Watch me. You know why he ain't looking at him in his face? Cause David was in his ear. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna take you down. Oh, you thought you had me? I got you. Can I go deep? Eleven fifteen. Can I go deep? No. Let's stay. Can I go deep? You think David threw the rock? See, here's what you think. You think David ran out with his slingshot. Because the Bible says that. He ran out with his slingshot, and boom, he hurled a slingshot, and Goliath fell down. That's what you think happened. Touch your neighbor, say, spoiler alert. alert. It never happened. What do you mean? If you read your Bible, you will see these words recorded. And David began to divine. He took his shepherd's staff. And he began to divine. Now, what does that mean? He began to prophesy. Why do I have you say so much? I'm having you to divine, I'm having you to prophesy. Where did Goliath get taken down? If you read your Bible, Goliath was laying down, which means when David did all of that, he did it in Goliath's head, which means I took my enemy down. Watch me with spiritual warfare. I never had to deal with you. In- You're about to get in your neighbor's head. Oh my God. You're about to get in your enemy's head. You're- Come on, say, I can prop myself my way out of this. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building on the line. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Look at me. If you read the story, you'll see the Bible says that David divined. He prophesied. He defeated Goliath when Goliath was sleeping. So Goliath was taken down in his sleep. So, by the time he got up, all David had to do was take his take sword his and cut his head. Because some of you are like, Well, Bishop, what does he mean? I'm going to throw my rock. I've got to throw my rock. I've got to take my shot. I've got to take my shot. That's true. But it starts with what comes out of your. Everyone standing in this building online. I need you to lift your hands and say in the name of Jesus, I do what David did. I divine. I prophesy total victory. The vanquishing of every enemy. I prophesy that what has blocked me, what has stopped me, will no longer block me and no longer stop me. I prophesy I'm living in my best days ever. I prophesy Not just for myself, but for everybody connected to me. These next six months, the remainder of July, August, September, October, November, December. I prophesy total victory. I prophesy sweatless victory. Lord, get in my enemy's head. Make them apologize. Make them retreat. Get in my enemy's head. Make them turn their hearts toward me. Show yourself strong. Show yourself mighty on my behalf. In Jesus' name, worship God for five seconds. Listen, listen to me carefully. If you need to become a Christian, you can be seated or you can stand. If you need to become a Christian or you need to recommit yourself to the Lord or you need to be sure. Today, this is your moment. You're not here on accident. You're not in this building on accident. You're not online by accident. God has selected you. He loves you. He's not mad at you. I pray that you heard the word today. You're somebody. You are not just a bump on a log. You are not just some failure. You're not a mistake. You are God's choice. The first half was Saul. Second half is David. Listen to me. You cannot let your feelings fool you. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. On three, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand in the building. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji say it to me. I've got digital ambassadors standing by on every platform. What's the gospel? It's good news. What's the good news? That the bad news is wrong. What's the good news? Is that God loves you and he loves you unconditionally. What is the good news? Is that I don't care how bad you've messed up, there's a fresh start for you. One, God's coming to get you. Two, don't miss your moment. Three, if that's you, hands up in the building. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian. Be sure and recommit yourself to the Lord. Everybody, pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart. Let me hear you, 1115. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. If I fall, give me the grace to get up again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time recommitted yourselves a little or sure, scan that QR code or text decision at 877-552-4746. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You need a Samuel. Listen, anything uncovered spoils. You don't have to be in Denver. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You can be anywhere across America, around the world. We'd love for you to be a part of our family. We're a hybrid church, and the majority, for those of you who are in Denver, the majority of, uh, of who we are, you have never, ever seen, never, ever met. But we are harvest together. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, tall, short, bald head, hair full of hair. The hair came with you or you went and bought it from the store. Either way. Either way, you're included. No, everybody's included. Nobody is excluded. Text JOIN HARVEST to 877-552-4746 to scan that QR code. Listen, for those of you who came in late and you weren't able to give, I want you to get that ready for your normal ties offerings, first fruits, and love offerings. And then I want us all to get, this is our final seed for the month of July. I want us all to get a seed in our hand. And I want the seed to be, I'm going to do the same thing. I heard the Lord say the same thing at the 1115. A $48 seed because it's connected to that verse we just read. That's the verse where David ran out to Goliath. And you're going to call this, you ready? You're going to call this, this seed. I want you to name it different at this 1115. Here's what you're going to call this seed. You're going to call this seed, who are you? This is your who are you seed. If you can name it, you can use cash app, dollar sign, bishop me with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zell, GiveLify, and Given. All of that's available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Some of you, you never sow so you never see a harvest. Hear me. Release this word. Release your seed for yourself. This is not about me trying to get something from you. This is about getting something to you. Say, Bishop, I don't have the 48. Get as close as you can, but everybody mm-hmm. sow something. It's the last seed of July. Don't walk out of here or log off and don't sow something. Because your future looks amazing. I said, your future looks amazing. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I so to seal of this word. I believe. Like David. I'll say, Who are you? Let's go. And I will be victorious. I feel good about my God. I feel good about myself.
0: Give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?